Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. When it comes to females, Cosmo ain't got nothing to do with our selection. What's up, kids? You are listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Factory of Sadness Cheeseman. Chad, it's Friendsgiving time, so wash. And on this episode, deal is kind of, wait for it, a big deal. Poaching gone wild in Silicon Valley, and unions just keep winning. Oops, winning. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? <laughs> No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, Yeah. simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways... TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com that's t-e-x-t-k-e-r-n-e-l.com mm, nachos <laughs> uh dude what's up man i don't know if you're aware of this in europe but it's it's thanksgiving next week oh yes of course America. no we Big. we actually had friendsgiving last night and uh for all of you who don't know what friendsgiving is remember uh that uh, you don't always have to go to a family's house because sometimes that's mm -hmm. a pain in the ass. You can just go have Thanksgiving with friends. Um, but during the pandemic, couldn't get out and do Thanksgiving, right? So we did a yep. Friendsgiving with uh, Julie's team, and it was virtual. Mm -hmm. And Amanda, who runs sales, her husband is a chef. So Chef Gabe, who lives in Washington State and is also a fishmonger, uh, picks uh -huh. and packs fresh fish and seafood in dry ice, along with veggies, risotto, and a great bottle of wine, and gets those packages out to everyone on Julie's staff overnight. Uh -huh. Then, uh, just like a, a cooking show, Gabe teaches us all how to cook the meal together via Microsoft Teams. And last night, he literally uh -huh. had a stovetop 
camera, like from the top. So you could see the whole stovetop. And then you also had a Chef Gabe cam. And he taught us how to cook a wonderful meal, a wonderful, wonderful meal. And this, to me, is just another way that we can demonstrate how, if you are remote, you can be together, you can have a great time. And uh, thanks to Amanda and Gabe for once again, creating an amazing night with fabulous food for the team at Disability Solutions. That was that was a blast. So basically, you had Chef Gabe from the Food Network yep. uh, showing you how to cook fresh seafood uh-huh. uh, for Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving, yeah. whatever uh, you were calling it. So I'm guessing there was no turkey dressing right, and mashed potatoes right, right. on the right. on the menu. That'll be happening during Thanksgiving, though. So you can get a best yeah. of both worlds. Yeah, I'm shaking it up this year. Uh, the The wife is going to New York City for the Macy's Day Parade <laughs> with her with her sister and mother. Okay. Uh, so it's me, my 84 year old dad, <laughs> my six year old son, and maybe, a maybe an appearance for my 17 year old son. Oh, uh, you know how that works with, with teen teenagers, yeah, but we're going to do barbecue. We're going to do, there's a barbecue place in town. We're going to get like some ribs, some brisket. Uh, that's going to be our Thanksgiving. We're going to mix it up. Yeah. I mean, Thanksgiving dinner is pretty overrated in my, in my mind, like turkey's a pain in the ass. I mean, stuffing can be good or bad. Yeah. Mashed potato, yeah, it takes forever. Like by the end of it, the wife's pissed off. Everyone <laughs> cooking is mad. Like the kids won't eat. The kids just eat the roll, right? Yes. You put all this work in yes. for the kid to eat a roll. Uh-huh. It just, uh, it's just not good. Yeah. So football, pajamas, and barbecue is going to be my. Sounds like a blast. Well, hopefully, all you listeners out there are either having a friendsgiving and or a traditional Thanksgiving as well. And if you're not in the U S hell, you can still have one. I mean, we were in London last year and they, and we had Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. uh, in in London, they actually had a menu that had Thanksgiving meal on it. So just go enjoy it. Whether it's an American holiday or not, go have a good meal and enjoy yourself. Yep. And by the way, uh, we'll, we'll be airing our jive turkeys episode uh <laughs> next year in lieu of the weekly show which yes. is one of the more next fun week, episodes yes. i think uh-huh. we're getting into like naughty and nice jive turkeys predictions the fun round, like this is this is our time of the year where we get to to review and, and look at the past fun year, and time look ahead. Of the year so that'll be that'll be fun but let's get into stuff shout out that's happening today you got a shout out for me twitter's hiring platform that's my shout out baby so let's make a deal real quick I will start calling Twitter X when uh-huh. they actually start using the X.com domain uh, because it's still on Twitter, right? So it's still Twitter. You go, yeah, you go to X and it's, it's fucking Twitter. Okay. Um, so uh-huh. that sounds fair, right? But according to Adrian Carbone, who is the, uh, who actually, I guess, a, a product designer at Twitter and working mm-hmm. on the hiring pro- platform over there. They have just unveiled how they are going to deliver jobs on Twitter. Can I get a drum roll? Can you get a drum roll out there? Oh, we do, baby. There it is. There it is. It's job search. That's right. Uh, It's just basically they're going to have a job search on Twitter. That's right, kids. Driving innovation through 1990s basic job search functionality. How many times have we seen this go wrong? How, and I mean, hey, let's just slap a job search on there, put a tab there that says mm-hmm. jobs, and it just yeah. it, it dies. They should just partner with Simply Hired uh, to backfill their job search, <laughs> a la MySpace back in 06. Back in the day, back in the day. But if you back want to day. try out the, the search, uh, Adrian, yeah. uh, once again, Carbone, uh, go check him out on Twitter. And he said, if you're interested on in early access and kicking the tires, go ahead and, and, and DM him. So I did. And I said, put your job yeah. search where your mouth is and let's let's take a look at this thing. So let's see. See if he responds. I, very doubtful that he does. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for your review of Twitter's new job search. I don't see it happen. All right, Chad. Well, I have a triple threat down under uh, shout out for Ooh. you. Uh, so this, this is including New Zealand and Australia. And you know how much... Australia in equal parts scares the shit out of me and fascinates me. So here we go. So New Zealand McDonald's, they've apparently lost, launched the worst menu item since the McDLT. Do you remember the McDLT, Chad? Yeah, the hot side hot. Cool side cool. cool. Yeah. Little known fact about me, uh, I worked at McDonald's for about a minute and I was the McDLT guy. So I was making McDLTs <laughs> back in the no 80s. No wonder anyway, they failed. They're, yeah. they're lo- <laughs> no, that's true. And George Costanza was their pitchman <laughs> on the commercial. But 
so they're launching, get this, the McSalad burger. Now, when I read this, I thought, oh, there's probably an impossible burger on it. It's just, you know, it's a vegetarian thing. No, 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 no. It's got tomato, shredded lettuce, slivered onions, American cheese. At least they got that part right. Two pickles, peppery chicken sauce on a toasted sesame seed bun. So it's basically a salad on a, on a couple of buns um, for, for that. Yeah. No impossible burger. Nothing with parents on this thing. Just veggies on a bun. Okay. So there's more from down under. <laughs> it, it, it gets better than that. Okay. So I'm, I'm reading headlines last week mm-hmm. and I read the following headline. World's most dangerous bird emerges from ocean stunning onlookers. And I said to myself, it's got to be Australia. And sure enough, I opened the story and it's in Australia. So the, the world's deadliest bird doesn't come out of a tree, doesn't come out of like the forest or some shit. It comes out of the ocean in Australia. That's how crazy this continent is. This country continent is nuts. Anyway, so my my triple hat trick here for Australia. Yeah. This is great. So on social media, there's a there's a show called uh, Love Island, Australia version. I guess there's a version in every country. But I got a soundbite for you. You haven't heard this. No. I didn't play it for you in the green room. So you'll you'll be with everyone else that hasn't heard this. Check out this soundbite from Love Island, Australia. Like that thing's giant. How many times bigger is it than Earth? Like the moon. Yeah. No, not bigger. Yeah, it is. The moon. You just said you're so into it and you don't know that the moon's bigger than Earth. (laughs) No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I don't think it is. It is. The moon is bigger than Earth. It surely has to be. Because when you're looking at the moon from Earth, it's huge. (laughs) And that is... Humans. My down under triple threat. Oh, Jesus. Uh, shout out. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe when you're on the bottom of the oh, earth. Oh, my God. It does look that much bigger. I, I don't we, know. We are but, getting uh, dumber yeah. as as a species. The human race is oh, getting yeah. dumber as a species. Let's oh, just, yeah. I mean, uh, we've got really, really smart people. And then we've got the really, really dumb people. And there's like the division is just getting so much bigger. It's ridiculous. Whew. Yeah. Australia is the Florida of the Southern Hemisphere. I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm going to one up you with this one. Then when we talk about shock factor, uh, we're going to okay. uh, give a shout okay. out to the HR nightmare of the week. Uh, the following HR nightmare is brought to you by Celera, a global leader in vehicle lifecycle management. A video has been circulating of a mass layoff via Zoom. Not only is a Zoom layoff incredibly impersonal, obviously, Mm -hmm. but you choose not to give a shit when you have a mass layoff, then you don't mute the fucking mics. The mics weren't (laughs) muted and all hell breaks loose. Plus, someone records it. And guess what? It finds its way to the socials. Go ahead and take a listen. And it finds its way on the Chad and Cheese podcast. Problem with this company, you guys have not cared about our employees at all. Automate used to be an awesome company. You guys bought us and fucked us royally. I am so disgusted. I'm the only one on this team who has tried to fucking fix everything. Good luck with the billing. You guys are screwed. You should get rid of David, if anything. He has been David so many times and in so many ways. Poor David, man. <laughs> David might be the problem, though. She might and just I, be calling it out. Oh my god! And the HR, the 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 HR. Oh yeah, lady who was on the call was just right. gobsmacked. Nothing she could do. No, no clue no. how to react to any of this. Oh, yeah. And it's it was like a it was contagious. Everyone starts going in. Oh, like yeah. some of the sound wasn't good enough to put on the show. But oh, man, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ouch, ouch. And they and Solera currently has two hundred and three <laughs> jobs open. So if you are looking for a job, I would tread lightly. If you yeah. look yeah. at a Solera job, job. <laughs> if that pops up, you just might want to go ahead and click no. <laughs> uh, yeah, job at Solera. All right, Chad. Uh, the shout outs. It's going to get better. Believe okay, it or not, good, uh, good. you're. Your boy has done it again. That's right. Josh Burson has partnered with Sana to power, quote, the world's first expert assistant for HR. Oh, my God. Brought to you by 
the job person company. Oh, it's Jesus. called Galileo and it's already got a trademark on it. So don't even try to use it for anything, uh, yeah. you know, Galileo. devious. Uh, it's basically chat GPT, but only using Burson's content. Pretty high on his own supply. Burson said in the release, quote, this paradigm shattering offering will change the way companies run their HR organizations and manage their people, enabling any professional to operate like a world-class expert in a short period of time, end quote. Was Josh not hugged very much as a child? I'm starting to think that he wasn't. How long before this egomaniac clones himself (laughs) and boxes himself up to be your company's robo-HR manager and puts you out of a job? Shout out to Galileo, but don't forget the trademark TM at the end. Just what we need more Android, like old white dudes in HR. That's that, that, that'll change everything. <laughs> you know what? You know what will change something? Getting free stuff. That always changes. It changes my mood when something comes to the oh, door yes. and I've got some free stuff. I agree. You can get some t shirts, the Chad and Cheese t shirts, the newest one, uh, which is uh, sponsored by JobGet. You can get mm-hmm. a big pack of craft beer by Aspen Tech labs you know the guys who who do the job sites and the spidering and all that Mm -hmm. cool tech shit whiskey by text kernel two bottles of whiskey by text kernel and if it is your birthday you could possibly win some rum from plum.io can you feel the tension in the air right now oh yeah i know i can i can feel it all the way down in my plums that's right, Chad. Another trip around the sun. And since we're not uh, broadcasting next week, I'm going to just finish out the month of November uh, with birthdays. So we got Jim Lowe, Randall Emery, Eva Zills, Betsy Chuck Norris, <laughs> Robert Saint-Jacques, Karen Heatwell, Michelle Palermo, Sean Lutyens, Lut- Valerie Doyle, John Sirio, not Cheerio, Wendy Dodd, Jason Stevens, Tony Lee, Matt Charney, Kevin Wheeler, and last but not least, Chad, near and dear to your heart, Kennedy Cook is celebrating a birthday. So happy birthday, birthday, everybody. What'd you get her? What'd you get her? 24. I mean, she's living in Budapest. She's in the UK this week. (laughs) What the fuck do you you need to get? I mean, she's fine. She's fine. No, happy birthday, Kennedy. Way to, way to go out there, kick ass, be a girl boss. And, uh, can't wait to see you soon. We're going to see her. She's actually going to come to Madeira, the Island of Madeira nice. for, um, for, for new year. So, uh, yeah, she's, she doesn't have a bad life. That kid. She's all right. She's doing all right. She's, I think she's going to be fine. She's I think she's going to be, going to be fine. <laughs> Almost as fine chat as our new show. If you haven't tuned into mm-hmm. the Chad and cheese podcast does data with Toby Dayton of link up, uh, that comes at you every month month only on youtube go to youtube.com slash at chad cheese we called it this this month uh we called it goldilocks uh things are back you look at the markets uh the cpi numbers your 401k is looking a lot better uh (laughs) since we did the show i'm not taking credit for it god for us yeah but some of the data was right on this month and uh every month we're going to look at that i think it's going to be great information but check that out only on on YouTube, just like Chad is only going to be in England next month on our travel schedule. Tell us about that, Chad. That's right. December 4th through the 6th, going to be at TA Tech Europe in London. Uh, Kirsty Kelly and I will be emceeing the show. Uh, Alex Tchaikovsky is going to be presenting his latest findings on Google for Jobs. He's always coming up with shit around Google for Jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hung mm-hmm. Lee is going to be performing a brain li- uh, brain food live session. Who knows what that means, but it should should be a blast. Uh, Adam Gordon's going to be there. Matt, that British guy, Alder, my lovely wife, Julie Sowash, Andrea Wade. The smart people just keep coming. That's all I'm saying. If you live in London and you don't already have a ticket, go to chadcheese.com slash events and register. Even if you're outside of London, take the train in, take the day off, take a couple of days off, take the train in, come see us. Not to mention porn stars. Someone said (laughs) hungly, everybody. What are you doing, step bro? Speaking of that, let's talk a little. Oh, yeah. That's right. Week 10 is in the books, heading into week 11. We got fantasy football with Chad and Cheese, powered by our friends at Factory Fix. Here's your here's your leaderboard, Chad. Michelle Sargent is out of the number one spot, Ooh. replaced by Marcy Project Small. <laughs> Michelle Sargent Slaughter is in second place, followed by Dina Pero for Pyros, Joe Mixon Dixon, 
Chad Smith Sowash, Jagged Little Jill Pat Patterson, Jimmy Dean Osner, Jasper Spicken Spaniart, <laughs> Brent, I'm Brent, I'm a low C baby, so why don't you kill me? Number 10 is Joel Rifkin Cheeseman. Number 11, Dennis Tupperware and the Caboose. Chris Cross, Kristen, Erban, y'all going to make you jump. <laughs> jump. Follows out the 10 on Fantasy wow. Football, everybody. <laughs> Which brings us to a little bit layoffs. of layoffs. Oh, that's right. That's right, Chad. We got some layoffs. Mm. Well, it's been... Uh, it's been quite a car crash this year for the folks at Beamery, Chad. Uh, a little little history. In December of last year, Beamery became a unicorn after raising a Series D at $50 million. Mm-hmm. Then a month later, uh, they laid off 12% of their staff. That's just a month later. Wow. Oh, then in March, in March of this year, again, Josh Burson alert. Your boy wrote a post entitled <laughs> HRGPT Arriving Now. Beamery starts the generative AI revolution in HR, end quote. Uh, yeah, maybe not, Josh. Maybe not. Word is this week, another round of layoffs went down uh, with some rumors putting the number at 35%. Uh, I asked around from one former employee who preferred to remain anonymous, of course, uh, quote, Beamery is not doing well. Used to work there. They did big layoffs in 22. Then a bunch of us left at the end of the year. They just dropped their West VP, East VP, Central VP left, head of strategic sales Shit. left, director of engineering left, sales consulting director wow. left. 80% of their AEs have left. Yes, it's that bad, end quote. I asked if it was the business or the leadership, and my source answered both. Another source <laughs> said, quote, they plan to eliminate 25% of the global workforce in an effort to reduce costs by 35%. Sales have been terrible all year, so no big surprises from the news. That's Beamery. But from a big picture perspective, Ooh. big tech continues to cut headcount. It was reported the likes of Google, Amazon, Zillow, and Snap will continue to downsize heading into 24. Analysts say it's most likely connected to an uncertain economic outlook. Snap co-founder and CEO Evan Spiegel is apparently pushing a, quote, Hardcore work culture, end quote, by the way. Chad, any thoughts on Beamery or big tech layoffs? Yeah, I think we we saw this ship sinking, the the, the Beamery ship sinking. We've been talking about it for, for a while. They Again, mm-hmm. and you say it all the time, there you can take too much money. And they did take too much money because it forces you to spread the TAM. It forces you to do a lot of things that you wouldn't regularly do. And unfortunately, when, when you take the kind of cash that they took, it's it doesn't always work out well. We're, we're going to talk about Google more here in a few minutes uh, in their mm-hmm. new designs, as I believe that they're shifting talent needs towards sexy large language models, you know, Bard and Gemini. Um, Ian Schur, a uh, tech reporter and analyst, pointed out that uh, some of the layoffs aren't always related to economic issues. Companies may have a division or products mm-hmm. that are no longer viable. So they decide to cut those jobs. Or to my point, they're ramping up hiring in different areas. We saw this with uh, not Google for Jobs, but all the other Google platforms that they had on TA. They had an, an applicant tracking system. They were doing these different APIs. And then they cut all of that shit because they needed more resources over in cloud. This kind of thing is mm-hmm. going to happen, especially when you are outflanked, and they were, by OpenAI and ChatGPT. So they, a lot of this doesn't surprise me. There's going to be some ramping up of hiring in some other areas. I have nothing to add except for the fact that I was uh, critical of Beamery, I think, a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. And our buddy, Matt, uh, Adam Gordon. Welcome to all things Scottish. <laughs> our slogan is, if it's no Scottish, it's crap. Mr. Gordon gave me a hard time about my criticism of Beamery. Well, really? it looks like I might be getting the last laugh on uh, <laughs> on the Beamery question, Adam. Still love you, though. Still love you, though. Topics! All right, let's get into it. Here's a headline for you, Chad. OpenAI's new weapon in talent war with Google, $10 million pay packages. Ow. End quote. The recruiting fight between OpenAI and Google is growing fiercer as OpenAI proceeds with an employee share sale that would nearly triple the startup's valuation 
to more than $80 billion. Its recruiters are courting top artificial intelligent employees at Google with millions of dollars and a message. Join us now to lock in a stock package at the current valuation of $27 billion and benefit from the impending increase. As part of their pitch, OpenAI recruiters have claimed researchers would have regular access to computing resources, including the specialized chips staff rely on to run experiments and develop new techniques for AI models, according to people with knowledge of the claims. Chad, we talked about American Airlines poaching UPS pilots to the tune of $250,000. Jump change. But this takes poaching to a whole new level. What are your thoughts? Put your money where your AI is, baby. Um, so uh, a quote a quote from the article. In October, OpenAI leased nearly half a million square feet of office space from Uber in San Francisco. However, some employees have moved in the opposite direction from OpenAI to Google, indicating that the talent wars are just warming up. We're going to see, especially these huge titans when it comes to technology, they're going to be fighting over the just top talent. If you've seen the BlackBerry movie, if you haven't, you should watch it. This is something that is is really interesting because you see BlackBerry at one time going after talent with these huge $10 million packages. Right. The only difference was they were post dating the, uh, the they stock. Broke the yeah, they broke the law. <laughs> Big difference there. But still, I mean, it's Damn one Canadians. of those things. This isn't something that's new, right? You, you start to pull in big talent because you, you want to change the world. There are so many people in the world that can actually help you do that. And I'll give you a quote from the movie. He said, uh, I, I thought we had all the best, uh, uh, engineers in the world here at Blackberry. And he's like, no, I said we had all the best engineers here in Canada. Take off. We were doing our movie. Don't wreck our show, you hoser. These guys are going everywhere. Gotta love a good Blackberry uh, reference. So if you were on the fence about AI being the future, well... Wake up. Everything, this might make you commit to to the fact that it is uh, the future. Look, do you think back in the early 2000s, Google wasn't poaching techies from Microsoft, Oracle, and whoever else? With the promise of stock riches, uh, the, the difference is Google didn't necessarily break the law or didn't break the law like BlackBerry did. Uh, now they're getting a taste of their own medicine, frankly. Yeah. Um, look, this is some Sun Tzu shit. You know, when your enemy <laughs> is is when you're fighting Goliath, you know, you got to be quicker. You got to have a faster you know, stone coming out of your gun or whatever uh, the analogy is. But this is how the game works. And applause to OpenAI for playing the game. Uh, on a side note. AI giveth and AI taketh away. There was a, a story in the Financial Times this week about how much uh, generative AI has impacted freelance workers in the content creation space. Yeah. Um, let's just let's just say the picture showed a a cliff dive uh, in terms of, of of revenues and opportunities for people in the gig economy to find. Uh, that works. So it works both ways. I have kids on the cusp of college and I'm doing my best to make sure they don't get AI'd out of existence, <laughs> making sure they take the, the right road. So the, the winners, the winners will win big time. Yeah. And it looks like the losers uh, might lose in equal measure. Uh, but this shit's just, just starting to heat up. Wait till Facebook gets into it. Wait till Amazon, wait till China starts, you know, poking around Europe could get involved. Like, this shit's just starting, and uh, a lot of people are going to get really, really rich. It it reminds me a little bit of the the nineties and the 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 rush for developers and people who could code yeah. and be webmasters. I remember visiting uh, the headquarters of a company in San Francisco, and there was a a nice Porsche nine fifty nine uh, in the lobby. Oh, Jesus. That when people would come in for re- for interviews. Mm-hmm. They would see this and be like, this could be yours if you just join the company today and last for 90, whatever it was. Last for a year, you get a free Porsche. So that's 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 the kind of crazy shit that we're going to see going forward. And I'm here for it, baby. I'm here Very for it. Very boiler room. Yes. And I mean, uh, if I mean, if the kids are, are good with their hands, plumbers, carpenters, HVACs. Yes, I don't know what to do with my hands. If they do know what to do with their hands, then guess what? There's still going to be jobs that, that are out there that are going to be AI proof. Good luck to all the rest of them. And hopefully That's they right. don't come after podcasts anytime soon. <laughs> like Elon says, the laptop class is living in la la land. Escalated quickly. Elon. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, 
Well, from uh, one big deal to another, deal, that's D-E-E-L, last valued at $12 billion, has hit $400 million in annual recurring revenue. A senior sales director at the startup said last month, up from a pace of $295 million in January, according to a story in the information this week. In case you missed it, deal reached $295 million in annual recurring revenue by the end of 2022. So that's less than a year that they've had the increase. The company's co-founder and CEO told TechCrunch at the time, and that was up 417.5% from $57 million in ARR achieved at the end of 2021. Ooh. So we're doing the math here, 57, 295, 400. Uh, deal says it has been profitable since September of last year, and they claim a profit margin of 85%. They claim over 15,000 customers, including Nike, Subway, Reebok, Forever 21, one of my favorite places to shop, Shopify, <laughs> Dropbox, and Klarna. <laughs> The information highlighted a growing rivalry between Deal and Rippling. Chad, you know what's coming. Big deal, little deal, or no deal? The big deal. I mean, that they're obviously pulling in the cash. And the funny part about this is you might remember two HR techs ago when we were, we were laughing at them because they had a little 10 by 10 booth at HR Tech. Right. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Remember that? Yeah. They had a little 10 by 10 booth and then mm-hmm. eightfold had this humongous fucking spaceship. Right. And uh, yep. yeah, we, we see where they're going. looks like that spaceship might have a, a hard landing, but uh, we, we've talked about the stupidity of return to office movements, but it's still gaining momentum. So here's a question. Deal is a platform that helps manage remote contractors. So, how is deal killing the game right now? Does that mean that the future of remote work is contract work is return to office only prominent in the U S or is return to work just a mirage because deals numbers are not a fucking mirage. So, so what's happening here? I think that I look to the commercial real estate market Mm -hmm. and news around that to kind of uh, get a clear picture around this. From what I can tell, and we've talked about New York city, we've talked about, you know, some other bigger cities, Mm -hmm doing really well in terms of commercial real estate, people, um, you know, refurbishing spaces, some making it apartments or lifestyle places where you work, live, shop, whatever. But the cities we should probably be worrying about are the Detroit's, the Cleveland's, the Pittsburgh's, you know, in terms of going back to work there. I do think there is uh, certainly a global remote uh, work, the ability or the, the need to have you know, payroll and benefits and understanding the tax structures and everything else that goes on in employing a global workforce. But if you want to have a global talent pool, you have to have remote workers. You can't just have people in Bangladesh, you know, move to uh, Boston uh, that easily. So uh, remote work may not be what we think it's going to be, but it is going to be a part of the world. And we're starting to see who's going to win in this space and who isn't. I mean, I think when we you and I were real curious when we had the the unicorn parade oh, God. Uh, a couple of years ago of like who was going to make it, who was going to come out of this, who was going to yeah. uh, thrive. And I think it, we're starting to get some clarity around who who is going to be the big winner and who isn't. And just looking at things like either news stories or maybe insights on LinkedIn in terms of headcount, deal, rippling and remote are all doing very well mm-hmm. um, in on multiple uh, parameters. Yeah. Now, the ones that are... The ones that are stabilized, maybe, you know, just being really smart with their money. You've got the paradoxes. The fountains continues to do really well. Um, Fountain, to your chagrin, is is holding pretty steady. Uh, We'll see if that continues to hold. They have a lot of money to keep the the lights on for a while. And then you look at who are the losers. And I think, you know, Oyster layoffs, we talked about them recently. Um, They seem to be challenged. Velocity Global uh, out of Denver seems to be struggling a little bit. Talent.com, we talked about some big layoffs there. Pretty much the whole job board sector, if it's not declining, it's it's barely sort of keeping its head above water. Uh, but the unicorn slaughterhouse and who's going to be, you know, big made into mincemeat is starting to come, come to clarity. Deal is going to, at least at this point, look like one of the winners. Now, I think both of us, are are super interested and excited anticipating the IPO flood that should eventually come with the deals, the personios, the high bobs, the the ATSs that we know and love. Mm-hmm. 
that is going to be really interesting. And who doesn't have the S1 to go public and what's going to happen to those companies? At this time, it looks like the oysters, the talents, and et cetera, are going to be uh, on the chopping block in the IPO parade of unicorns that get steered into the slaughterhouse and not uh, not the fun house. Yeah, I'd really like to dig into a, a lot of these companies because the go-to-market obviously is different from company to company to company. And it would be nice to dissect the differences between what happened and where. I mean, that to me is the, the most important. Talking about Velocity Global, that's out of the US, right? Um, mm-hmm. You've got a deal you know, out of Europe. I would say intrinsically, remote is going to be big in Europe, right? You've got all of these different mm-hmm. countries and then you need workers. So you need that EOR system in Europe. And that's a great way to start and then to be able to expand over into the US uh, just through your portfolio, just through through wallet expansion. So we'll see. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the case, but we we shall see. It'll be interesting to dissect. Yeah. The the information also highlights the impending rivalry between Rippling and Deal. And if you look <laughs> at both of those metrics, yeah. uh, they're really, really similar. Uh, but yeah, your, your point about taking too much money, and we know what happens when you take too much money. 60% of the time, it works every time. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent. Build great teams and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. All right, Chad, a little RTO news, which we've uh, had quite frequently lately. Can I interest you? Can I interest you, Chad, in higher revenue growth in return for autonomy? As a worker, I'll take a new it. report released this week by Scoop, a company that compiles data, completed an analysis of remote work policies and revenue growth at 554 public companies done in partnership with Boston Consulting Group. It found that the average public company that gives employees choice over whether to come into an office outperformed on revenue growth over the past three years by 16 percentage points compared to companies with more restrictive policies. Companies with fully flexible policies achieved a 21% industry-adjusted revenue growth rate compared to only 5% for those with more restrictive policies mandating office attendance. Chad, your thoughts? So, Scoop, this is kind of, you think it's kind of like biased information just because it's, you know, it's what Scoop does and they want to push their, mm-hmm. push their platform. But if you take a look at the data, public companies, they do have, they do have a great point, right? And not only that, but yep. they have data from uh, policies from 7,500 companies. So they can see the trends from a much larger data pool. Um, but then they get, uh, obviously even, even more, more data around the public companies, which I thought was, uh, Amazing. Um, but remote and hybrid, as this is kind of like coming to fruition, all means fewer commutes, which is less wasted windshield time and better for the environment, more autonomy. Uh-huh. Employees feel like you're treating them like a fucking adult. Uh, greater productivity because I don't have Jeffrey barging into my office every 10 minutes with a new meme he wants to show me. Uh, and mm-hmm. we've talked about this for like the last few weeks, diversity, expanding your talent pool yeah. outside your norm gives you more diversity and allows women to manage their own damn day. So let's face it. We need more women back in the work workplace. How are we going to do that? I don't know. Maybe give them more autonomy over their damn day, right? If they're, mm-hmm. we've got to focus on performance and all this equals to higher revenue growth. I, I think 
they do have a point here. They, there, there is, you could see possibly some of a little bit of a bias, but it's not black or white, but this is a lot of good damn data that pushes toward at least a hybrid structure and starting to provide at least a little bit more mm-hmm. autonomy to the workforce because they're adults and you pay them because you trust them. And if you don't trust them, that's why you manage them. And if you can't manage them, then that's your fucking fault. Mm-hmm. Dare I say sexy <laughs> data, uh, Chad, yes. uh, in case you missed it, this also uh, this week, 41% of workers would rather quit than return to working in the office full time. That's according to yeah. poll results released from our friends at Monster. Yes, they're still around and doing surveys. <laughs> uh, if you're if you're keeping score at home and Chad highlighted this fully remote work means greater productivity, helps the environment with fewer commuters pumping CO2 uh, into the air improves diversity, broadening the talent pool, as Chad said, improves your brand and increases the number of candidates who actually apply to your job. Sounds good, you know right? That from LinkedIn postings. Yeah. And now, now we're adding growing proof that it means higher revenue growth. So other than that, remote work kind of sucks, I guess. <laughs> some more, some more numbers, some more numbers from the monster poll. Yes. <clears throat> These are fun. Uh, 66%. Say their overall mental health and well-being is improved working from home. 58% have increased focus due to reduced social distractions. 47% have reduced stress from avoiding a toxic work atmosphere. Maybe those are some of the Solera uh, workers that we heard from earlier. 67% say their growth opportunities are not limited by working remotely. 46% say that working from home actually improves their work relationships. Sure. 43% feel more energized when working remotely. So a lot of the numbers around remote work are looking pretty good. So if you're an employer on the fence of what we're going to do in terms of hybrid, full-on, back-to-the-office or remote, you might want to take a second look at remote if you are negative on it at the moment. And from remote work (laughs) to some people on the job, we got some unions, union news. On the heels of the UAW win uh, against the big three. Las Vegas hospitality unions negotiating for better pay and benefits struck a historic tentative deal with Caesars Entertainment this week, averting a 10,000 worker strike. The proposed five-year contract promises wage hikes, health care and pension support, reduced workloads, and advocacy for non-union workers. Talks continue with MGM Resorts and Wynn Resorts impacting some 25,000 workers amidst expectations for significant pay increases. The unions represent around 53,000 Vegas-based employees. Meanwhile, SAG-AFTRA's 118-day strike with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers has ended, yielding yielding a billion-dollar deal addressing AI threats, streaming, and actor rights reshaping Hollywood in the process. But wait, Chad, there's more. Tesla Tesla faces worker strikes in Europe, particularly in Sweden, Sweden. challenging the company's refusal to negotiate collective agreements. Experts think European Union successes might influence U.S. organizing efforts. You think? You think, Chad? So much, so much union winning. Winning. Your thoughts. The last story we just talked about, remote work. This is all power to the people. There's a huge Mm -hmm. shift in the union side of the house. Hell, we're talking about non-union workers who are getting the UAW bump, right? And you'll see the same thing from the Vegas hospitality. Anybody who's not a part of the union, they're going to get a bump. But what do you think that's going to make them think about? Should I join the union? Toyota, mm-hmm. 9% bump. Should I join the union? Maybe I could have got more. Should I join the union? You take a look at Tesla after, you know, Elon's bullshit in Sweden and Swedish Tesla workers are on strike, but even better, dock workers are refusing to let Teslas into the country in solidarity. Why? Because they're like, you know what? That might not be my job. I might not be a Tesla worker, but they're a worker just like I am. Right. And that's the thing in the U.S. What we've done is we've put focus on this rugged individualism and it has exploded finally. And I think we're finally getting to the point where it's like, hey, I can actually feel your pain. And I understand that that could be me for forever. We've been like, well, sucks to be them. Right. That 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 is a term that we use regularly 
in the U.S. Sucks to be you. Sucks to be them. Now you've got to understand they are you, right? And that's exactly what Sean Fain, the UAW, and all of these unions are doing. And to watch us as a society um, become more, again, individualists has really mm-hmm. splintered our trust in just about everything, in religion, in in politics, in friendships, in family, right? If we get back to that, to understanding that, hey, look, this is us together as community, we can fix those things. And I mm-hmm. feel like, and I'm hopeful, I'm very hopeful that this is the road to fixing those things. Go unions. All right, all right, all right. By the way, in every every boardroom in the world, they're saying, how quick can we get the robots up and running? How quickly can we get the robots up and running? Look, we knew this would be contagious if if the UAW could pull this off, and they did. Uh, to my surprise, maybe less so for yours. Unionizing is the new black baby. If you go, if you go to Google and search. Uh, unionizing in the news section. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's using unionizing restaurant workers, rail workers, healthcare workers. Hell, there's a lighthouse workers <laughs> union percolating. <laughs> for goodness sake, still like, lighthouse I workers. I don't even know lighthouse work lighthouse workers is a thing, and they're unionizing. So wow. this thing is going to be like all the rage uh, going forward. Employers, companies are obviously freaking out. What do we do? How do we how do we nip this in the bud? Um, how do we get robots to take these jobs as soon as possible? Uh, which again goes back to the uh, ten million dollar payouts for AI uh, that uh, that OpenAI is paying people because companies are going to want to replace these workers as quickly as possible. But for the time being, if robots never happen, if AI never happens uh, to take certain jobs, like they're going to be people getting paid. And it's going to be the union workers that are cashing, cashing in big time. And then we're going to have universal high income. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, Elon. Thanks, Elon. Speaking of, when we come back, it's the all Elon closing. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. All right, Chad, from oral sex last week to Elon Musk uh, this week. Sorry about that, everybody. (laughs) Well, speaking of unions, the Fifth Circuit Court in the U.S. of Appeals has ruled that Tesla's ban on pro-union t-shirts at its Fremont, California plant did not violate labor laws. Uh, The defense Tesla does allow union stickers instead of t-shirts. So back to work, motherfuckers. And here's more Elon for you, Chad. Neuralink, Elon Musk's brain chip startup, garnered interest from thousands of brain implants after FDA approval for human trials, Musk aims to implant 11 people next year, targeting 22,000 people by 2030, envisioning a brain machine symbiosis, whatever the hell that means. Hungry for more, Elon, Chad? Whew. Tesla is constructing a unique diner and drive-in movie theater combined with a supercharger station in Hollywood. The plan initially set for Santa Monica Ooh, that's where ZipRecruiter is. <laughs> <laughs> they will feature a two-story restaurant. Also, our friend Evan, uh, by the way, 32, 32 charging stalls, movie screens, and a rooftop bar. This project could potentially signal the start of a nationwide chain of dine-and-charge stations for EV users. Chad, so much Elon, so much to digest, if you will. What are your thoughts? So you know what all of this is leading to, right? It's it's a, a town, a company town, 
where Elon mm-hmm. is the mayor. Everyone eats Elon burgers. Dogecoin is the currency. Everyone has a Neuralink chip in their head and X marks the spot <laughs> on Mars where this town is going to be built. Mm-hmm. It's all mm-hmm. coming to fruition. It's all coming to fruition. Okay. Okay. So on the t-shirts, uh, Tesla's team wear policy uh, required employees to wear black shirts imprinted with the Tesla logo. The company said the policy was necessary to ensure that vehicles were not damaged during assembly. They thought the union t-shirts might damage uh, the cars. That sounds Whatever. like a yeah, lot of BS sure. to me. On Neuralink, uh, nope. I got, I got nothing else, but nope, I'm not on board with that. On a Tesla diner, however, Chad, I'm in. I'm in it to win it, baby. Uh, what do you think is going to be on the menu? I have I have an idea. You ready? Okay. Here we go. Here we go. They, they're going to have a, a laptop class club, a universal high-income Italian beef, Ooh. and a dessert with Cybertruck Sopapillas on the menu, Chad. Count me in. Thanksgiving is around the corner. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Chad and Cheese, we out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chad and Cheese podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell. Enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey. Or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.